This is Everyday Photography Every Day, where you get to listen in on a chat between a photographer, that's me, and a regular human. That's me. With an eye on making your pictures amazing. No technical stuff, no talk of gear or software, just photography for the love of it. We're sponsored by Neomodern.com, bringing concierge photo printing and framing to everyone with a smartphone. I'm Suzanne Fritz Hansen, enthusiastic iPhone picture taker. And I'm Michael Rubin, photographer, founder of Neomodern, and grumpy old man, and we're in San Francisco tonight. Welcome. Hey, Suzanne. Hey, Rubin. How are you? I'm good. What's uh, on your mind today? Well, actually, it's it's a conversation we'd started a while ago, but kind of wanted to have it more fully. Okay. It's about, um, we started talking about shooting nudes, mm. and um, you have a lot of experience doing this, and... I thought maybe be helpful for people to understand, like really walk us through the process. Do you from think people in- want to shoot nudes? I don't know. I mean, I think people that. Uh, I mean, I think they're. I think they're really beautiful. I think it's a very challenging. Uh, you're definitely kind of crossing a barrier. It is to I mean, going from like, hey, I'm shooting something on the street to I want to try to shoot the human form. Right. I mean, for me, I'd felt I'd shot a lot of pictures for a long time before I decided I would try it. Mm-hmm. And I got to say, I was super freaked out to do it. It's like, it's just, it's like, there's a lot of emotional baggage, both for the models and for photographers. Right. And um, Mm -hmm. I mean, I had to go through years of taking pictures, deciding, you know what, I'm, I think I'm pretty good. Like, I like my pictures. People like my pictures. I wonder, and I like shooting sort of iconic stuff, the Golden Mm -hmm. Gate Bridge, Coit Tower. Like, what would I do with something that's so frequently have shot. Can I bring anything to the table or is it just not possible? And I also uh, sort of wondered, um, you know, how you shoot a nude reflects back on yourself a little bit. And mm-hmm. um, I didn't know what my pictures would look like. or um, You know what kinds of pictures you like for different reasons, but how you approach something like a nude, it's... Um, it's meditative, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's a kind of a self-exploration at the same time. Um, so, like, I wanted to try it. I mean, I was curious about that stuff. By the time I was maybe 50, like, that's how long it took, maybe, almost approaching 50, where I decided that the the human, the, the nude is, like, the most photographed thing or the most represented thing in art history, mm-hmm. right? And, which makes the bar very high to do something that's even remotely interesting. And it sounds like you need to be sort of emotionally ready to really Yeah, to I, I kind of had to get old enough that I wasn't, mm-hmm. I don't know what it was, just not mortified to do it. Yeah. Um, and I began by uh, get, go going on, there's a website called Model Mayhem. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and you can go find, like photographers and models meet. It's kind of a social network and i found a model who was more experienced than i was and Mm -hmm. i hired her and shot her and it really took her kind of giving me feedback saying that was great these pictures are are wonderful can you walk me through what the kind of what you learned with that first photo shoot what you did i mean even you you greeted her at the door you would coffee you talked about your work you talked about the plan or what what did you do in that first shoot and then also what did you learn from that first shoot hmm I mean, I was glad to have someone who had more experience than me to start with. So I, okay. so it wasn't totally my comfort. And I'm assuming people are going to go get their friends right. to do this and just and, and try it out. But would you maybe recommend not using your friend first? Well, I think that if you model? are serious about it, if you're kind of a 
a big hobbyist in photography, I would say go get up someone who's done it before. Yeah. Um, I, I think the most important thing to, in starting out is to make sure the model, whether they're professional or just a friend, that they that you've created a very safe space. Okay. And, and that involves like setting out what guidelines are. So I will sit down with um, someone who walks in there, even if it's someone I know well and they know my work very well. Yeah. And I'll do a couple things. I will show them my other work. Mm-hmm. And I'll do that even before they show up. Like yeah. I'll say, make sure you are familiar with what my work looks like before you volunteer for this. Right. Um, because I don't want any surprise. The last thing you want is a surprise. Right. Like, oh, you want me to take off my clothes? Or, yeah. <laughs> oh, you're taking a picture of me? Like, you don't want to go there. Yeah. Um, and if you don't have a body of work to share first, then at least sharing, like, inspiration images? Yeah. Kind of what you're going or, after? Or what... Inspiration images are tough. Is pretty, I've made the mistake of asking models, like, uh, not models, but friends who, who want to be in pictures to show me pictures that they like that are nudes. Because you'll get an, a sense. They're not going to show you something that they wouldn't kind of love to see of themselves. Mm-hmm. And so that gives me uh, kind of a range of what their comfort level might be with pictures. And and I do think it's generally a good idea. But the the risk of having people find pictures they like is that that's what they – sometimes that's exactly what they want themselves to be shot like. It's stuck in their head now. It's sort of a benchmark. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times those pictures they choose are – very professionally shot, um, mm-hmm. very uh, tightly lit in a certain way, the, you, you know, like impossible for you as a photographer to recreate with your smartphone or even with a DSLR if you aren't an expert at a lot of things. And so there can be disappointment um, if they get these sort of preconceived ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and it, it can also be intimidating. You can uh, be shown a bunch of pictures that are awesome and you know your stuff doesn't look like that and they're going to be bummed to see your like snapshots next to that so um yeah i think it's better for them to see what your stuff looks like than it is for them to pick out professional things but you know maybe beyond that more information is good i do think it's nice to see what they like what they're but i wouldn't get them too um wed to that um it can be disappointing mm-hmm. my work is anonymous mm-hmm. and it makes it easier mm-hmm. they they know that it's all, always anonymous so they're not going to end up in someone's pictures they want to trust you're not going to post this on social media or right. do something completely inappropriate uh so i would say that if you're a hobbyist maybe get a kind of a pro model pay them and let them teach you okay and then whether it's a, a pro or your friend i think setting out those guidelines like a uh I'm never going to touch you. If your mm-hmm. hair is in the wrong place, uh, you need to move your own hair around, right. and I'll, I'll guide you as best I can. Okay. Um, if anything makes you uncomfortable, uh, let me know. Like, that's part of this process. Right. Like, you need to communicate with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, then the, and then once I start taking pictures, I'm certainly early on, I'm showing them what the pictures look like because they don't know what you're shooting. They're right. standing there. So let them see what your stuff looks like, that it's not porny it's not weird that you're trying for something and it'll usually help them relax when they can see what it looks like oh it's just my feet it's like it's just my well and also for probably for a professional model they're able to adjust their body positions so that they can then get the sort of optimal angle once they're sort of understanding your work maybe not for an amateur model i mean models are by definition good at posing Mm -hmm. and um i'm Person, and I'm only talking about kind of my work, which is all I really know about this. 
you know, I'm, I'm interested in sort of the abstract nature of the body. And so my shots tend to be sort of close. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also enjoy the sort of voyeuristic aspect of it of sort of peering through windows and glass. And I like when there's interior doors, interior windows, uh, around corners. The nude is actually a lot less sexy than someone in lingerie. And the lingerie type pictures just have a lot of... Um, for me, a lot of sort of social baggage. Mm-hmm. Um, nobody really walks around in high heels and laundry. Like it just, it, and it's not an image I, I'm particularly interested in creating. But uh, a naked body, it has less of that stuff attached. It's just a person. Like it, it actually feels less sexy in some respects. Makes sense. And I just like, you know, I like certain lines. There's certain lines I'm just drawn to. Sometimes it's in a a winding path. Uh, sometimes it's on a, the curve of a part of a woman's body or, or sometimes a guy's back. Or, like you see these things and they're just great looking lines. I mean, I, I can't describe it any other way. So I'm often moving a person around, talking to them, and I'm looking at these things. And I will, I will sometimes point out that when you're uh, talking with people, you're usually making eye contact. Mm-hmm. That's how we interact and it's very hard to actually look at someone, like without being embarrassed, without averting your eyes, without reverting to just what you know, to, to when you go to that beginner's mind and look at a person and not just at their eyes, look at all of them and take that in. Mm-hmm. The camera sort of lets you, forces you into that space a little bit. You know, I want them to understand what I'm looking at because it's not always clear. So there's a, a pretty high level of communication there. Um you know, I'm, a, I'm alone. There's no um, hair and makeup people there. There's no, I have minimal equipment. There's no lighting. It's just natural lighting. And that's all by choice. Like a lot of great photographers have awesome studios with, and they're masters of all their lights. And um, and they can set it up in a million different ways and have a ton of different backdrops. And that just doesn't happen to be the way I do it. I'm uh, Partly just because I'm lazy, you know, and partly because I just like it simple. Um, there's, just, you know, it's just a black background, natural light. The only real difference in the images is the, is the body, is the person. And we kind of achieve in what is modest by um, light and position and not necessarily with sort of a self-consciousness. So, uh, so I'm coaching the person I'm shooting through that, but I'm not, they don't need to model. They're not models. They don't know how to model. I'm not I don't know how to direct them as models necessarily. I know what I'm looking for, and if they like my pictures, then it's a conversation I can have, which is, how do I do that? And it's just like this. You come here and you put yourself in this lighting condition, usually early in the morning or in late afternoon, um, you know, close to sunset, uh, or on rainy, foggy days. Like I said, they're just, the light is great. It's coolly, it's environmental. Um, so all of this conversation comes out and I will have water and and fruit and stuff around. Uh, But the key is to make the help the person you're shooting be comfortable and relaxed. And um, that's, that's pretty much all I'm doing is trying to make that happen. And, And if they can relax, then the pictures can be kind of usually pretty good. And it takes a while, you have to shoot a lot of pictures to even get something that's pretty good. But you got to try a lot of things. So some photographers, you know, Helmut Newton shoot these 
strange scenes with like a nude in them or uh, maybe like uh, sawdeck. Saw supermodels. <laughs> yeah, yeah he, he shoots these statuesque super, yeah. like, you know. And then you have Sawdeck who does these strange juxtapositions of someone in clothes and someone nude and then maybe reverses it. So the person in clothes is now nude and the person who is nude is now in clothes mm-hmm. and they're in the same pose. Yeah. Like there's lots of interesting ways people have done this stuff. I, I like Weston, who, mm-hmm. who just treats these nudes like landscapes. They look like dunes. They right. look like whatever beach scenes. And, it, and I th- find that fascinating. Mm-hmm. It's kind of cool to see this body as a landscape. What, what um, photographer would you say your nudes sort of um, are inspired most by? I mean, Weston... Largely, mm-hmm. I, I think sort of my some of my favorite nudes are by a photographer named Ruth Bernhardt, mm-hmm. and Ruth just did her lighting was beautiful. I know that Michael Kenna, the great photographer Michael Kenna, printed her work. He was her assistant, oh, wow. and I I met him at a gallery opening in Carmel, and he was and there was a, a Ruth Bernhardt on the wall, mm-hmm. and he looked over at it and he said, "Oh, I I printed that one." Is that common? I was and like, how do you know you printed? They, like, she's been printed by her, by other couple other people. Yeah. And he's like, oh, no, I know how I print. Like, that's the nuance of printing. He can look at a print and be like, oh, yeah, that one I did. That's because I, I'd like to darken this area here. And I brought the contrast up a little more here. And Is, is that common, though, for a, for a printer to then move into being a photographer in his own right? I think that people who are great at printing often are also great at shooting. Hmm. Different skills, very different skills. Um, There are a lot of great printers who aren't that interested in photography, but there's a great tradition of Ansel Adams printers like Perkle Jones and and John Sexton and and Ted Orland. These guys who had the tutelage of Ansel Adams and they learned how to print his work the way he liked it also are phenomenal photographers and their work is great and yeah. so that's nice i mean it, it it's great to apprentice yourself to someone and uh but but back to the nudes they can just be so cloying mm-hmm. you know they can just be tasteless very easily well getting back to making the model comfortable um i, th- I just think that's a really interesting point that you sort of call out first um so take me through, like, when, when they arrive. You've mm-hmm. shown them your work ahead of time. So they know my work. They get there. People come over, and they will, you know, I've noticed you need to give people notice if they're wearing elastic or tight things. It leaves marks on their bodies, and that um, usually that's good information to give people beforehand. <laughs> um, and so they come in, and they show me stuff that they've brought, and we kind of talk about what work, what I'm thinking about, some ideas I have, and they sort of will resonate with one thing or another, sort of more or less. And maybe you're looking at some of their stuff, and you start to let them, like they would usually start by putting on something that they brought that they thought would be fun to be shot in. You know, that's mm-hmm. almost invariably how things begin. And then I'll shoot that for a while. And then it just, you know, then it just evolves from there. Um, and, you know, at some point you, you feel like I've shot, I can't think of another interesting way to shoot this scene. Uh, I feel like I've tried everything I can think of. I've been kind of exploring it. 
let's how can we mix this up like do you move venues are you going to use a prop are you going to try some different article of clothing um mm -hmm. you know i i don't know it's always a different conversation and, and every shoot is collaborative so they're all different it depends on who that person is and why they're there and everybody is there for kind of a different reason and that's also part for me why i'm doing it because everyone's there for a different reason for me, I like to make it so I'm sort of shooting them partly clothed or maybe they're wearing something more loosely mm -hmm. or they've put on something. I, I don't shoot lingerie, mm -hmm. but I would say that sometimes something like that or some type of fabric over them lets them not feel so naked mm -hmm. and still lets you start to see their skin and the light that you're working with. So before you even start shooting, do you, you you give them a tour? Like I'm thinking, maybe some shooting in this area, some shooting here. I get them Here's familiar the with where Here's they the are. <laughs> I would show them. Uh, okay, uh, I would walk them through the studio and yeah. say, "This is where you are." Yep. I would look around. Here's the bathroom. Here's that. And I want you to. You need to feel at home. Yeah. All you need to do is be yourself and relaxed and sort of unselfconscious. Mm -hmm. That's what you're you're going for. You need them just to relax and start getting used to having a camera pointed at them. Usually I'll get them talking for a while. Now mm -hmm. when they're talking, pictures are not good. It's like eating. Yeah. Like their mouth is always in a weird position. But you're not often shooting their face. Correct. So it doesn't matter as much to me. Mm -hmm. But I think if I was giving someone advice, okay, fair. be aware that talking <laughs> can be tricky. But it certainly loosens them up. Now as a photographer, it is very hard to function when there's a certainly a naked woman sitting there. Mm -hmm. It It's just... It occupies a part of your brain that you need to, you know, breathe into. There's the yoga practice of breathing yeah. into this feeling. Um, I'd mentioned in the past that there's something about a camera that is a modulating force. Mm -hmm. When you're shooting a birth or you're shooting a war or any of that kinds of stuff, I don't know that you're ever going to be shooting births or war, mm -hmm. but the camera protects you. It makes you invisible and where you might not be able to handle it's just standing there Holding the camera makes it possible. And I think that's true for the nudes as well. Like the intensity of the moment. There's it's a lot of, of intent. There's a lot of, it's charged. It's sexually charged. Right. There's a naked person there. That's one of the most charged things in our culture. Mm -hmm. And you need to, as a photographer, continue to remember to be looking. Like it's hard to look. And so that is a, a moment to, to, and, you know, there's a lot of conversations about the objectification of people when you're photographing them and it, like i'm not sure you can do it without object like it is turning a human that you know and care about into a kind of an object a landscape and one could argue that that's good or bad but it's certainly the process you know um they start out wearing stuff mm -hmm. you know i don't just have them take off their clothes they, mm -hmm. they're wearing things and i'm shooting them like that and for me, I want to show them the picture that I just shot of them in clothes and let them be kind of the person be like, oh, that would be better if I was not wearing that. Yeah. Like I can see like, it's coming from them, mm -hmm. you know, as opposed to me f being like, okay, now do this. Right. It's more like, oh, I see why that would be great if I was just not yeah. doing this thing. Uh, that's the ideal. You, how long do you shoot approximately? Oh, you know, it might be a couple hours. It okay. might be an hour. And do you tell them up front, like, this so, you know? Yeah. Uh, like, if it's going well, I mean, for me, I might shoot maybe about 100 pictures in an hour, more or less. And I tend to have about 
10% are okay and 1% are pretty good. Mm -hmm. Like that's my, I have an inner sort of compass of that. Okay. So if I shot you for an hour, I might have a picture. Mm -hmm. Like I've shot a hundred pictures and I might have one that I think is pretty good. And you might have 10 that you think are, all right, that's mm -hmm. me. But I think, again, it's incumbent on me to go through the hundred pictures I shot and find the one. Mm -hmm. I don't want to post 20 pictures. I don't want right. to print a bunch of pictures from this. I want to find... The, because they're going to be kind of similar in a lot of respects, and I don't want them all to look similar. Um, so, th so I if I'm shooting, and if it's going well, I might have a few good ones, and and if we're getting along, usually by the end of that first hour, we're finally in a groove. Right. And um, I found in in many cases the people I'm shooting aren't ready to put their clothes back on. Mm -hmm. Like that's where you want to get to where they like, wait, how about this? Yeah. Like they're suggesting things or they see the pictures and it gives them ideas. And I would totally say it's a collaboration. It's not an object and me taking a picture of an object. Mm -hmm. It is two people trying to figure out what would be cool. What's looking good. What do we like? Do you ever um, find you're in a, in a situation that first hour and you're just like, it's not really working? And then you're like, I think we're good. I think, you know, or how do you end a session that when it needs to end? It's like when a conversation gets flat. Mm -hmm. You know, you kind of know when it's like, I don't have anything else to say. Do you have anything? <laughs> it's like, I, and so, so if, uh, I'll if, see you later. At the end of that first hour, if like they aren't having fun, right. I can feel it. Or if they're just too stiff yeah. or they're too nervous. You know, um, I like to often do a, a shorter first session just to let them see what it's like hmm. and see if they like the pictures and then send them home. It's better to send them home wanting more, right. like that that was good. And in most cases, the people I'm shooting have never done anything like it. Yeah. So they need to process this experience of like bungee jumping. Right. And maybe they've now done it. Maybe they've just pushed <laughs> themselves to do something they've wanted to do and try. Yeah. Or maybe they've discovered it just opened them up. Like right. I'd say about half the people I shoot uh, write me that they it's changed them mm -hmm. in some way. There's something about that process that they never felt good about their body or they felt judged or they didn't think of themselves as sexy or whatever the thing is. Yeah. And they walk away from that like, I love that experience. It's like, I want to do it again. And I'd say in half the cases, I would do a second shoot within a month. Oh, cool. Like they will come right back because now they're thinking, now they got some ideas. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And they were, it's sort of like when you're podcasting. It's hard to think of what to say when the camera, when the mic's on, but the minute you walk away, it all comes to you. <laughs> so that's what they're doing. Yeah. Um, what I like about this, though, is even though we're talking about nudes right now, I actually feel everything you've said is sort of is immediately applicable to just shooting people or shooting portraits. I mean, having someone come over and wanting to shoot them with or without clothes on, it, the importance of all the, the little things of making them feel comfortable, showing them around, um, just really engaging, getting them to like loosen up and then kind of playing it by ear and having that first photo shoot a little bit shorter so that you can do it again. I think these are all really valuable lessons no yeah. matter how you're shooting. Yeah, I think that's probably, I mean, no matter what they're wearing. <laughs> as much or as little as they're wearing. And I think you're right. I think that, and we, and I think we probably talked about this too, that it's really about intimacy in mm -hmm. photography and people opening, allowing themselves to be seen. Mm -hmm. Again, whether they're wearing clothes or not, whatever they're doing. When people let me into their uh, art, I shoot a lot of artists when they're working mm -hmm. like, uh, and they're uh, painters or they're sculptors or something and they let me into their studio during their process and I'm shooting that. I... That's one of my favorite 
scenarios to be in. And it's that sense that I've been allowed this sort of privileged intimacy. Mm-hmm. I've been Access. Al- hmm? it, uh, you're right. It is, uh, but I guess all photography has some level of that. Great photojournalists, I'm always impressed that they show up in some country and some family has let them into the house and they're shooting yeah. grandma and the child and they're, they're shooting up heroin. Like whatever the thing is, right. they've been allowed in to see this. And again, I think all of photography is a privileged intimacy. That's kind of how I would uh, I would frame it. And the nudes are just a version of that. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's sort of like the still life that uh, we were doing the other day of mm-hmm. the objects on a table. Yeah. It's it's practice seeing and letting go of the context that this is a person and this is a uh, you know and that's a, a breast or whatever mm-hmm. the thing is. And you just are seeing light and dark and shape and that's a practice. Yeah. And so it's it's nice. Then you go out and whenever you shoot, I mean, I would say that all my stuff kind of has this sort of moody, sensual kind of look, m- making it a subject that's uh, sort of sensual is just another step in that. But if I'm shooting a, a broken egg or a, a tree, it, it often has that same kind of feeling. Mm-hmm. Uh, so which is why I wanted to apply it to something like a nude, which is so frequently shot and so poorly done, generally mm-hmm. speaking, and maybe mine are just as bad, but I, it's it's the it's the process. <laughs> well, I thank you. I mean, I feel I feel that this has been a really great conversation. Just hearing, uh, hearing kind of what goes into it, and even how important some of these little brass tack moments are of the the setup and the conversation. So, thank well, you. Well, you're welcome. I've never, honestly, I've never talked about. It. I rarely show. I mean, I show some like safe stuff on social media, mm-hmm. but I. It's, I don't know, it's, I feel weird. I still feel weird doing it. Mm-hmm. I've been doing it now for a bunch of years and I've kind of got a, like a, almost a reputation for doing it. But I want to see that I can keep being creative with very limited, it's just light and a body and I'm not using props. And I'm like, that's my version of it because I want to see if I can keep pushing myself to, to come up with something new. Would you ever do a show of nudes at Neo Modern? Mm. Neo Modern is really trying to embrace what everybody does every day with their camera, like everyday photography. <laughs> like I, I want people to love their their own pictures, and so I'm always a little bit guarded about putting up stuff that isn't the kind of picture that most people are taking. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like putting up those classic works from like mid-century modernists in France, where it's Cortège and Cartier-Bresson, where they're just walking around with their camera and taking pictures. Mm-hmm. The minute it is about access, and it's a nude or it's of of you know, Mick Jagger or something like that, you can like the picture. It can be great, but it doesn't inform me as a, as a guy walking around with my smartphone because I'm not going to have any lights. I'm not going to have a supermodel. I'm not mm-hmm. going to have a nude. Have you printed other nudes, though? I mean, have, a, have, have people, some of your customers, um, printed nudes? Oh, at Neo Modern? At Neo Modern? Yeah, a few times, a few times. Mm-hmm. We don't get a ton of that. Most mm-hmm. people are not doing those kinds of pictures. Every now and then we will work with an actual professional artist who comes in and we'll do a whole bunch of their their work, whether it's mine or mm-hmm. our staff. Um, Madeline, one of our um, print masters at Neo Modern, she does beautiful nudes and they're mm-hmm. very different from mine. They're mm-hmm. actually kind of, almost more like Ruth Bernard's. Mm-hmm. And um, I think I'd that- I'd love to see some of her work. It's good. Oh, yeah. Well, we actually have one of her pictures up at Neo Modern. You can oh, you see, do? See okay. And I have a I rarely will put nudes up for the, these reasons, but occasionally, you know, occasionally it's nice. And could be cool just to do like a special exposition or, you know, like exhibition, exhibition. We, could, mean, we could do I, it. It was a Freudian slip. Um, but uh, yeah, it could be cool just right. to see them. Well, one thanks for asking. Only. You know, it's like, <laughs> I, like I said, I'm not, 
I've never really talked about this stuff before. Right. But, um, you know, if it's useful, cool. All right. Well, our show is recorded and produced in San Francisco. Go to neomodern.com slash podcast to get show notes, see photos, and post comments. But no nudes. (laughs) (laughs) But please leave reviews and ratings on iTunes. Um, As we mentioned, would love more ratings if you guys are up for it. And don't forget to subscribe. We get new listeners from you telling your friends and spreading the word. If you know someone who might get something from us, send them a link. Thanks to Mitchell Foreman for our theme music and all of you for hanging out with us. We appreciate your attention. Hope we've given you some things to think about. Until next time.